you have your Bibles tonight, I need you to be turning to the book of Genesis. You're going to go in, uh, first to chapter number 30. Genesis chapter 30. We're going to be looking, uh, starting at verse number 22 uh, there. And then go ahead and uh, earmark or uh, bookmark whatever you uh, need to do. And you'll find yourself in the 41st chapter of Genesis. And we're going to be uh, looking... Um, at uh, verse number three and also verse number three uh, there. So uh, Genesis chapter 30 will be starting in verse 22 and then we're going to make reference to chapter number 41. As I've made uh, mention, the next few Sunday nights we're going to be going to prison. And we see that uh, the Bible tells us quite a a bit about those who've been thrown in prison. there's a lot of reason for that, but the, what we need to understand is God never intended, uh, and He never said anything about building prisons. You, you, you don't see it in the Word of God. Now, we see them and uh, uh, those that loved the Lord and those who were serving the Lord being thrown in prisons. He allowed them to be thrown in prison, but it was never God's intent because when you go uh, to God's law, uh, uh, how they did things, which it might be a concept we need to look into uh, in our society today is they took matters uh, uh, at hand. They didn't need any prison. God didn't intend for a be prison. And uh, he was quite clear uh, that when you've been guilty, you will be charged uh, and you will be charged quickly. And you see it in the Bible. When there was an issue, they dealt with it right then. Okay, now we also see that uh, it was an eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. And uh, we still see that in in many parts of the Middle East uh, where if you're caught stealing, well, they don't send you to prison and try to rehabilitate you. They cut your hand off. Okay, I'm I'm just telling you what what it was. And so it was God's not, uh, you don't see it anywhere where God said, hey, build a prison. But we see that many of his uh, followers were thrown into prison. Now, there's a reason for that. God allowed them to go into prison because he was wanting to teach them. He was wanting for them to get stronger in their faith. And so with that, we're going to look this evening at uh, Joseph's prison experience. Joseph's prison experience. So you're finding yourself in the 30th chapter of Genesis. And we're going to uh, fast very quickly go to chapter number 41, okay? Now, in verse number 22, this is what the Word says. And it says, And God remembered Rachel, and God hearkened to her and opened her womb. And she conceived and bare a son and said, God hath taken away my reproach. And then look in verse number 44, uh, 24. And she called his name Joseph, and she said, The Lord shall add to me another son. So we see here in chapter 30, we're first introduced to Joseph. Now, if you go quickly, and we're not going to read, but I want you to go as a reference point, because we're going to refer to it a little later in the message, is that we find Joseph is in prison. When you go to chapter 41, Joseph is now in prison. And so we see that the Bible uh, spends a lot of time talking about Joseph. 
matter of fact, as many chapters uh, that were referred to of Abraham, we see just as many uh, chapters referred to as Joseph, but Joseph had more uh, uh, verses written about him. Why was that? Well, the first thing that sticks out in mind uh, that you will see no recorded sin of Joseph. Nowhere in the Scriptures do you see. Now, does that say that he did? Of course. He, he, he is a man uh, that had a sinful nature. We, we know that he messed up. We know that he sinned. But there's no recording of his sin. Matter of fact, uh, God smiled upon Joseph greatly. And we also understand that Joseph is a type of Christ, if you will. Okay? So we see a lot about Joseph. And so what are we finding? We're finding as we make our way to chapter 41, even before that, Joseph found, uh, finds himself in prison. I don't know about you tonight, but ever one of us at one time or another, and maybe oh, we're speaking to someone tonight, you find yourself in a prison. You find yourself in a situation that you don't understand how you got there. You find yourself in a situation uh, that has uh, brought problems, has brought pain into your life. You find yourself in a situation where you're perplexed. You find yourself uh, also knowing that even while you're in the prison, God will provide for you. And also God will show you His privileges while you're in prison. Every one of us, if we're not now, just wait, we will find ourselves in a prison. So what do we do? Well, Joseph gives us a good example, and we're going to look from Joseph's experience in prison, how we're able to cope and how we're able uh, to mature and how we're able to be victorious even though we find ourselves in a prison. So the first thing that we see, there's a problem. Now, the prod is the problem. The problem is that Joseph experienced pain while he was in prison. Why do we say that? Well, go to chapter, uh, uh, chapter 40, look at verse number 3. Uh, Joseph is in prison, and the Bible says that he was bound. He was bound. What does that mean? Well, uh, we have to go to Psalms, the 105th Psalm, verse number 18. This is what the Bible says. It says, and Joseph laid in irons. So it's apparent that Joseph, who's been thrown into this prison, not because uh, he was uh, guilty of any charge, but he just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. He's experiencing pain. The Bible says that he was bound. The Bible says it could very well be that he's in shackles. And you may be in a prison tonight where you feel like you're shackled. You may feel like you're in a prison where you don't understand how you got there, but you were experiencing some pain. And, and, and Joseph, uh, he's experiencing pain. But we also see he's not the only one that uh, has found himself in a prison. Job. Job found himself in a prison. Now, not a literal prison, but there was a time in Job's life to where he experienced pain. May I remind you, Job lost everything. Family, everything. Don't you think that was a painful experience for Job? But nowhere in the scripture do you see where he uh, uh, blamed God. You don't see even Job who experienced pain. He couldn't understand. The Bible says that Job was a righteous man. 
Don't you think he had questions? Maybe he cried out to God, God, I don't understand why you got me in this situation, but I want you to know I will not forsake you. I will continue to worship you. Even though they kill me, I will bring praise and honor into you. But we also see the Apostle Paul. Paul has been thrown in prison. And we see many times over as he's in prison, he didn't sit there. And even though he might have questioned, we don't know for sure, I don't understand God, don't you under? I, I'm I'm one of your uh, best ambassadors, Lord. You saved me, and and I'm doing doing everything I can. Uh, Paul, who wrote two thirds of our New Testament, but yet we see him. What does he do while he's in prison? He doesn't complain about it, but he goes ahead and he writes letters that we're reading today, uh, letters of encouragement, letters that say, even though you may be down, you're not out. And so we see God's people sometimes experience prison. And that's a painful situation, is it not? But also, we see that uh, he's uh, the saying, now, I don't work out. I know it's hard to believe I don't work out. Uh, and, uh, but I've heard it uh, as I've gone to the gym. Now, I went to the gym uh, to socialize. You know, I'd, I'd go and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll pick up a dumb, uh, dumbbell every once in a while. And the rest of the time, I'm talking to somebody. And I said, uh, I know, you're thinking, how in the world did you get that body that you, you don't work out? It's, it just all comes natural, okay? Uh, so, but I've heard this saying many times over. No pain, no gain. And this is what God is wanting to teach us. And this is what God taught Joseph when he was in his prison experience. That he says, you're going to experience some pain, but I want you to know, do not discount this pain. This pain is just going to get you stronger. And I have experienced it in my life, and many of you can testify tonight. You've gone through some painful experience, but that's when you got closer to the Lord, and that's when you're, that, that you've come to realize that your strength lies in King Jesus. Jesus uh, is going to take care of you even in your painful experience. But also notice this prison, it had to be a perplexing, it, it had to be confusion to Joseph. Now, we do not see any recorded uh, where Joseph was questioning God. But don't you think, as he's there in the prison, that maybe a question like this. Lord, why do my brothers hate me so much? Lord, I don't understand. I, I, I haven't really done anything. Why do my brothers hate me so much? Do we not live in a society where seeing hate is abounding? It's amazing to me how hateful we can become to one another. And not only in the society, but we're seeing in the church. I mean, there's divisions within the church, and it's come to the point to where people actually just hate one another. That, that's hard to fathom, is it not? I mean, maybe you're in a prison, and there's somebody that hates you. How do you know that? Because they've told you. That's hurtful. I, I, why, why do they? You, it could be that you hate. They hate you because of your faith. It could be that they hate you because of the color of your skin. Let's go ahead and be transparent. Hate abounds within our society because we may look different, because we may uh, speak differently. There's hate. And so here, Joseph is sitting in a prison because his brothers, his own brothers, hated him. Don't you think he had a question for God? God, why is that? Why do they hate me so much? 
Or maybe he had a question like this. Why did I have to go into slavery? Lord, you understand, I've done everything I could to, to, to be faithful to you. Lord, you know that I loved you, but yet I find myself in this prison. And so your prison can be a time to where you're looking around and you're asking him uh, and you're asking the Lord, Lord, where are you? Why am I here? There was a, uh, a mother and dad. They had a little boy, and the little boy died. The pastor goes to visit them. The first question that both of the parents, as they're looking at the pastor, their question was, where was Jesus in this? That's a hard question, is it not? The pastor looked at them, and this is the answer that he gave. He said, Jesus was right where he was at. Uh, God was right where he was at when his son died. Pretty good answer. Don't you think that's Jesus there? He said, why has you forsaken me, Lord? But God was still on his throne. And when you're going through a prison, a prison experience and you don't understand just go ahead and realize God is still on the throne. He's still in charge, even when you don't understand it. So Joseph, he was perplexed. But also, we see in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7-11. through 11. I like this. This is a word, a good word here. It says, I'm troubled on all sides, but I'm not distressed. I'm perplexed but I'm not in despair. Uh, I'm persecuted, but I've not been forsaken. And then it goes on and says, I've been cast down, but I'm not destroyed. And then it says that God has not left me nor forsaken me. Aren't you glad to know that maybe you're in a prison experience. You don't understand. You're having pain, pain that you cannot uh, relate to someone, uh, a pain that you cannot uh, put in words how painful this situation is. You've been in a prison experience. You're confused. You don't understand why God has allowed you to be in in this prison. I got good news for you. The Word of God tells us that He's not going to leave nor forsake you and He will give the strength that you need and even though you feel like you've been cast down, you've not been taken out. Even though you may feel you've been uh, uh, isolated and you, you've been kicked to the curb, the Lord Jesus says and He reminds us that I will stick to you closer than a brother. I want us to understand you may be going through a prison and you have a problem with that and you have pain in that, you're perplexed about that, but I got good news for you uh, that uh, this could sometimes be prolonged. Oh, that's real good news? Well, it could be. Sometimes your prison experience is short-lived. But sometimes it's prolonged. Look at Joseph's situation. How long was Joseph in this prison? Well, we know at least two years. Why do we get that? In Genesis chapter 41, of, it's Genesis 4, of verse number 1. At least two years, but it could have been up to 13 years if you look at Genesis chapter 41, verse number 46. So anywhere from two years to 13 years, Joseph is in this prison. Now, what's the good news for that? The good news is, it will end. 
Your prison experience will end. I've come to give hope this evening that if you're in a prison, it could be two years, it may be 13 years, it may be uh, that you'll be there until the Lord Jesus calls you home. But I do have hope for you is that it will be over. It will not last forever. We talked about it this morning in Sunday school class, and we had heard uh, some prayer requests that, uh, that just, uh, I mean, it just, just drop you to your knees. I mean, situations that some of our uh, family here at Hillcrest are having to face and having to go through, and they're in a prison experience, and they can't explain why this is happening and why they're having to go through this. But I uh, told our class that here's the thing that will help us to keep on keeping on, that one day it will all be over one day it all will be over and you'll never have to face a prison experience again you'll never have to face any more pain you will not have there will come in a time that you will not have heartache anymore and because we're going to be in a perfect place with perfect people around the throne of our Lord Jesus Christ I got good news for you this will only be temporary what you have waiting for you is for all eternity. And so Joseph, uh, he uh, I couldn't understand, but yet he persevered. As I think about that, I, I think about our prison experiences and about the length. David is another good example. David, when he was appointed uh, king, it was 15 years before he was able to sit on the throne. 15 years. We all know the story about David. We know that he had struggles. We know uh, that he had a heartache. We know that Saul was after him. We know that David was always looking over his shoulder. David understood at any time he could lose his life for 15 years. But I got good news for you. God, when he makes a promise, he will guarantee that promise will get carried out. Now, it might not be in your time frame, but he will always fulfill the promise that he made to you he said he will not leave you he will not forsake you he said waiting for you is a place where there's no more sorrow I don't know about you but the older I'm getting the more inviting that sounds the more I turn on the news the more inviting that sounds the more I turn on the radio how uh, uh, more inviting that sounds, that one day all of this mess is going to be over with. I don't know about you, but that gives me encouragement. And it should give you encouragement as well. And so we see here that uh, uh, for David, um, but also we see there is uh, provisions. What happened to Joseph? Well, in Genesis chapter 39, verse number 31, we see that he felt God's presence. This is what the word says. The word says, and the Lord was with Joseph. That's a good word. The Lord was with Joseph. I want you to just go ahead. And if you're in a prison experience, I want you to just go ahead and say, the Lord will be, and you just mention your name. The Lord will be with Mike. The Lord will be with Jim. The Lord will be with Stanley. And we can go on and on and on. And I got good news for you. No matter what you're going through, and you may be going through a prison experience, you can rest on this fact. You can claim this promise. The Lord will be with you. He'll be with you. 
And so we see that he saw God's presence. He felt God's presence there. In Hebrews 13, 5, and we've already alluded to, uh, God made a promise that he's not going to leave nor forsake us. But not only do we see God's presence uh, when he was in prison, we also see God's peace. In Genesis chapter 39, verse number 30, it says that he showed mercy to Joseph. That word mercy can be also be translated loving kindness. When you go into the New Testament, it translates grace. And so you can have peace in your prison experience when you understand God has mercy upon you. God will show loving kindness to you. God will show his grace to you. I'm reminded of Paul. We all know the story of the Apostle Paul. Paul, of course, had a thorn in the flesh. Now, we don't know what that thorn is. There's all type of speculation upon that. But I just believe uh, that God intended for us not to know what his thorn was. Because if he went ahead and made mention of that, then those of us who have not experienced what Paul was going through, we would say, well, what's in it for me? That's the reason why he said, I'm not going to name that thorn, but whatever your thorn is, you can go ahead and name. That word resonates with you. His grace will be with you. His grace will be with you. His grace is sufficient. When you're going through a prison experience, His grace is sufficient. And so we not only see uh, the provisions, God will provide for us while we're in prison, but the last thing we'll see is that He will give us privileges. He will give us privileges. Now, uh, first of all, we saw the problem. And the problem was difficulties. You'll have difficulties in your prison. We also saw provisions. Provisions help make your prison experience bearable. But privileges, privileges will bring blessings to you. He'll bless you. He will strengthen you. Now, how does he go about doing that? First of all, we see that Joseph understood God's plan. What was God's plan? In Genesis chapter number 37, verses 5 through 11, we see that, that he had a dream. Remember the story? He had a dream that he was going to rule. Matter of fact, that dream's what got him in trouble. But he, the Lord spoke to him, and uh, he uh, had a, God showed him his plan. And Joseph was good with that. See, one of the things I found out when you're dealing with people that are going through difficult situations and when they're going through prison experiences and when they're just really uh, having some emotional uh, issues and trying to grasp what's going on in my life, why is all this uh, coming at me, is that when you understand that God has a purpose and plan for your life, you'll be able to deal with the prison experiences that will come your way. When you take a, a purpose and a plan from someone, then you have taken their hope away. One of the things that I'm always trying to encourage, especially with our children, and, and when I, I'm able to talk to them and, and deal with them, I want them to understand that God has a purpose and plan for their life. Because there's others out there who's going to tell them something different. They have a purpose and plan. And do you believe that? I believe it with all my heart. Because God, when He created us, I said when He created us, that He had in His mind a purpose and plan for your life. 
And when you take a person's purpose away from them, then you will kill them off. And that's why it's happened to many of our people. And that's the reason why society is the way it is. And that's why many in the church today have their withered hands because they have lost sight that they have a purpose and plan for their life. And so uh, he got this promise back some time ago. He had this dream that he was going to root. Now in Psalms 138, verse number 8, it says, Mercy will endure forever. And so what is God's plan? God's plan was that Joseph was going to rule. He was going to be second in command. That brings us to the next point. And when you're in a prison experience, understand God is wanting to promote you in that prison experience. Joseph, he's in prison. Doesn't understand why. But he understands that God has a plan for his life. And in due time, in due time, he promoted Joseph. He comes, when you go to chapter number 41, they pull him out of prison. Pharaoh looks at him and says, you're going to be second in command. Is that not amazing? At one time, he was in a dungeon. Now we see him in leadership position. Now, let me go ahead and say, I believe of all my heart that we've lost sight of what prison and the judicial system is about. See, at one time, we thought we could rehabilitate people. We pretty much have given up on that. Matter of fact, many of us will say, we just need to go ahead, throw, throw them in, and lock the key. And they never let them come out again. And in some ways, that's exactly right. Because punishment should fit the crime. Okay? Have no problems with that. But is it not a shame that there are those who are incarcerated that get absolutely no help? Now, wait a minute. They can get an education. That's not what I'm saying. They don't need an education, which I have no problems with education. Well, they're going to the AA and NA meetings. I have no problem in it except for that. But I'm talking about God coming and changing their life. And it's a shame there are many tonight incarcerated, even in this county, that have lost sight of their purpose and plan that God had in store for them. And what we're wanting to do, we'll fix the problem. We'll just go ahead and lock them away and forget about them. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad the Lord Jesus, when He looked down you, when you were yet a sinner's, And aren't you glad when he looked at you and said, everybody else has counted you out, but I want you to know I died for you. I shed my blood for you. Aren't you glad he just didn't kick you off to the curb, but he said, I find value in this person, and that person has a purpose and plan for their life, and their purpose and plan starts with coming to know me as their Lord and Savior. And we need to understand tonight, we got to get things Oh, we we got things so screwed up that we've lost sight of what God's plan is for man. 
It's God's plan for all to be saved. It's God's plan that when He saves them, that they will be placed to service. And there's many of you here tonight, and if you were real honest, there's many of you here tonight that said, I deserve to be incarcerated. I deserve to go ahead and be kicked to the curb. I deserve to be where many of them are tonight. But by the grace of God, I'm able to be here and He's changed my life and He saved me forevermore. I want you to know, I'm just not going to go ahead. I'm not boasting about it, but I deserve to be in prison for some of the things that I've done. I deserve to be in an early grave. But because of the grace of God, and He looked down on me and He says, Mike Shelby, I have a purpose in plan for your life. And that purpose is for you to get saved. And when you get saved, I have a a plan for you. And your plan is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, I don't deserve to be here. It's all because of his grace. I'm able to be where I'm at tonight. And it's the same way for you. And we may be in a prison tonight. But thanks be to God, it could very well be he's put you in that prison so he can promote you to serve out your purpose and plan that he established before the foundation of the world was established. So, as we look at Joseph's prison experience, I dare say many of us can identify with Joseph. But I got parting words. Let's be very careful that we start sizing people up and go ahead and predetermine that they're hopeless situations and they'll never change. That's what they said about many of you here tonight. And you can go ahead and you'll say, that's right. Some of your own family gave up on you. Some of your so-called best friends gave up on you. But thanks be to God, Jesus Christ didn't give up on you. He still went and died in your place. He shed His blood for the remission of your sin. And He has plucked you out of a prison experience. And He plucked you out of a prison experience because He had a purpose and plan for you. Now, what is that purpose and plan? Well, first and foremost, we know that we are to be witnesses wherever we go. We're supposed to tell others that are in prison how you can get out of prison. Amen? Praise God tonight that many of us deserve to be down on the corner, but because of the grace of God, we're here in His house tonight. I don't know where you're at. I don't know if you're in a prison right now, but I got good news for you. If you're in one now, or you're going to be one a little later on. God has a plan for you. Oh, you may experience some pain. You may understand that He has provided for you. And you need to understand He has some privileges for you. And first and foremost, God created you with a purpose in mind. I don't know about you, but that gives me encouragement tonight. And we should go and tell others what He's done for us. Amen? No one has walked too far away that God can't reach and bring them back. You haven't gone too far down for Him to pull you up. Thanks be unto God 
the author and finisher of our faith, that we might have been in a prison experience, but thank God I'm now bound for a palace, a heavenly palace, where I'll spend all eternity worshiping and praising the one who saved me at Calvary. Maybe you're here tonight and you feel like you're in that prison. You have pain in your life. You can't understand why you're in the situation that you're in. I got good news for you. God will teach you and God can reach you. All you have to do going back to this morning is that you need to stretch out your hand and say, Lord, will you put your hand in my hand and I'll follow you wherever you go.